basketball uh the basketball uh, podcast uh, from the fantasy fanatics podcast i'm your host once again james and i'm joined once again by nate what's up man so all right in this podcast uh we're just going to cover uh a recap of some of the games from sunday night also taking a look at some of the games from monday night uh, as well as some games that are still going on on monday and uh w- then we're going to give you some fantasy basketball pickups uh, we'll talk about uh, some of the all-star replacements, just some general all-star game talk as well. We'll also talk about the Atlanta Hawks firing their head coach, as well as just some general NBA talk. And we'll round out the podcast by just previewing some of Tuesday's games. And um, let's just hop into it, Nate, uh, starting with some of the games from Sunday night. And there were a lot of good games on the Sunday night slate for basketball, but uh, let's just start here. Big game, uh, Milwaukee Bucks against the LA Clippers um, with the Bucks coming out on top with a score of 105 to 100. Um, this was just, uh, I guess, a, a big game uh, on both sides and clearly the Bucks seemed like they were the better team. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they both looked really good. It was like a really back and forth game. Uh, Kawhi looks like he couldn't be stopped, but so did Giannis. I think Giannis had 36 points, 14 rebounds, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, he had a big game. Um, yeah, just uh, looking at the stat sheet here, uh, I mean, it was a solid game from both teams. Uh, of course, Kawhi Leonard um, playing well. Um, he had 25 points. Uh, he had nine rebounds, three assists, two steals. Um, as usual, he's, he's solid. Um, and also for the Clippers, uh, Paul George, 16 points, seven rebounds, seven assists, another solid line from him. Serge Ibaka, 15 points, 11 rebounds, one steal and two blocks. Uh, some more fantastic work from him as well. Um, other guys uh, like Lou Williams chipping in with 14 points, Marcus Morris with 11. Um, th- th- there was some solid play uh, from players on the Clippers, but then just moving to the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, you had uh, Yanis Antetokounmpo, 36 points, 14 rebounds, five assists, one steal, four blocks, full stat line there for fantasy. Uh, Chris Middleton dropped 19 points, six rebounds, eight assists. Uh, and uh, Brooke Lopez also dropping uh, 10 points, three rebounds, one assist, one steal, and one block for a pretty full line there as well. Um, just getting your opinion on the two teams, I guess, starting with Milwaukee, um, is Milwaukee a true contender this year from what you're seeing? Um, it looks, looks that way. I'd say they're probably third behind the nets in the 76ers right now. So you'd say that in terms of the East? Yeah. Okay. And then as for the Clippers, I just assume that this was maybe just a, a rough game, but uh, maybe they don't normally play. Um, as bad as they did in this game. Well, you also have to keep in mind that the Bucks are just that are just that good that they can kind of do this to teams. And it was still like a five point game, so it wasn't like like they didn't do that bad, in my opinion. Yeah, and just looking at uh, the next game on the slate, 
Um, we had the Boston Celtics uh, facing up against Washington, and the Celtics did end up winning this game by one. Um, the game was uh, very close at, at multiple portions of the game. Uh, Washington even taking the lead at some points, but ultimately Boston came up on top. Uh, just looking at some of the stats from the Celtics, uh, Jason Tatum, 31 points, eight rebounds, three assists, three steals, solid game. Um, uh, Daniel Theis, 20 points, uh, nine rebounds, three assists, another solid game from him. Kemba Walker dropping 21, five rebounds, eight assists. So a, a solid game from a lot of the, the players there on the Celtics and then coming back uh, with the Wizards. Um, just another solid game for Bradley Beal, dropping 46 points, seven rebounds, two assists, two steals, one block. Very solid. Russell Westbrook, uh, 24 points, 11 rebounds, four assists. David Bertans, 20 points, two rebounds, two assists. Um, so uh, some solid uh, games there from Wizards players, but they just really couldn't get anything done in this game. Uh, near the end, it says Boston just held on. Uh, to win it seems like it's another 40 point bradley beal game and the wizards just can't win yeah it was i think they were hoping that westbrook brook would be able to kind of take some of the load off bradley beal but it still looks like um it's just not quite enough um bradley beal looks like he still has quite a heavy load i mean westbrook does take the load off but did it looks like they're still like missing maybe one or two pieces. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, Washington has played better as of late. I just don't know um, how much of a chance they really have uh, in the Eastern conference. I mean, with teams like the Pacers and the Celtics dropping uh, recently, you never know. Anything can happen. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, speaking of the Boston Celtics, they did win this game. They do have a 500 record right now. Uh, what do you think of this team? Can they turn things around? Uh, wh what's really going on with this team right now? Um, it's kind of hard to say. I'm not ex exactly sure, but I'd say that this was kind of one of, I guess, hopefully it's a good sign going forward because they were able to kind of hold on to the lead and win. So if they can keep, do keep doing that and keep playing to their strengths, hopefully they'll be able to turn things around. Um, they are still 500 and they, they are still in the running for the playoffs. So hopefully they'll be able to get a higher seed. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of someone trying to get a higher seed, the New York Knicks have just been playing so well. Uh, they beat uh, the Detroit Pistons 109 to 90. Uh, they, they now have a winning record there in the East where not a lot of teams have one. And uh, just looking at some of the stats from this game, Julius Randle, he's their MVP. Uh, 25 points, uh, eight rebounds, six assists, two steals, one block. And then you got uh, RJ Barrett in there with 21 points, five rebounds, three assists. Um, you got another solid game from Alec Burks, uh, 16 points, three rebounds, three assists. Uh, among uh, some others on the team, uh, guys like Derrick Rose, 14 points, three rebounds, five assists. I mean, this Knicks team is looking really solid as of late. Um, I, I know it's the Detroit Pistons. Um you should be beating them and all, but I mean, for the next time, a winning record, um, what do you think of this team? I think this is probably the best team they've had in a long time. Uh, probably since the, the Carmelo days almost. Yeah. It just seems like this team is just clicking. 
uh, whatever it is, uh, they, they were just able to get things done in this game. Uh, just looking at the Pistons side, uh, Jeremy Grant, 21 points, eight rebounds. Um, and then uh, Wayne Ellington, 15 points, one rebound, one steal, one block. Um, but yeah, the, just overall, this Pistons team really couldn't get a lot of offense done. It seems like this Knicks team is very good defensively. I just want to get your opinion on that. That's what it looks like. Um, Detroit was also supposed to be a really good defensive team, but um, it looks like New, uh, New York was a better defensive team than even Detroit is at the moment. Um, I think a lot of their players, mo uh, most of the rebounds were defensive rebounds as well. Like Randall had seven defensive rebounds. Lerlance Noel had seven defensive rebounds. RJ Barrett had five defensive rebounds. So uh, really solid defensive team all around. Yeah, I've noticed that. Um, a similar score in the next game, uh, Miami beating the Atlanta Hawks 109-99. Uh, to This game uh, probably triggered the firing of Atlanta head coach. And um, I, I just want to... Uh, just get your thoughts on on just Miami, this run that they've gone on. They're really on a tear right now, uh, really uh, making the run up the standings in the Eastern Conference. Um, just uh, what's your thoughts on Miami and, and what's the ceiling for this team? Um, they're a playoff team for sure. As for their ceiling, it's going to be um, hard to say because of, I guess, how top-heavy the East is compared to all last year i think last year it was a lot more balanced but um this year it's going to be hard to say yeah and, and just looking at some of the stats from this game uh kendrick nunn 24 points three rebounds seven assists um bam adebayo 16 points 13 rebounds five assists three blocks really solid overall um uh, guys like uh, goran dragic uh, 13 points four rebounds three assists tyler hero uh, 14 points, two rebounds, four assists, just some solid games uh, from players uh, on this team. And and then going over to the Atlanta side, uh, John Collins really turned it on in this game. 34 points, 10 rebounds, one assist, one steal, three blocks, solid in the loss. Clint Capella, 20 points, 14 rebounds, one assist, three blocks. Another solid game from him. Trey Young, 15 points, 8 rebounds, 9 assists. Really close to that triple-double there. Uh, and Kevin Herter at 13 points, just to add to that. And, I, I mean, it's not like the Hawks haven't been able to get points. Like, they've been scoring. They just they just can't find a way to win. I don't know what it is with the Hawks. Um, I don't know. Do you have any idea what this might be, why they've taken such a significant drop recently? I'm not really too sure, to be honest. It could be um, defense, possibly, because, like you said, they don't really have any problems scoring. So the only other other option is um, what are they doing on the other end? That's the only thing I can really think of. Yeah, and, and speaking of scoring, um, heading to our next game, uh, the Grizzlies really hammered the Rockets, 133-84. to Big blowout in this game. Uh, the Rockets have what lost 11 games in a row. That's crazy. 11 games in a row. Um, I, I don't really know if there, there's really much to say at this point about this team. Um, I mean, they couldn't score in this game, clearly. Uh, they couldn't defend in this game, clearly. 
I mean, uh, we will look at their scores. I mean, uh, John Wall did have uh, 14 points. Um, and and then uh, Jay Sean Tate also had 14 points. Mason Jones had 12 points. Uh, Justin Patton at 10 points. Uh, and that was pretty much it in this game. They really couldn't generate much. And then just looking at the stat sheet, the Grizzlies really padded their stats. I mean, multiple players... I'd say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players had more than ten points in this game. Like it was, it was just really a, a balanced uh, effort. Like John Morant only had six points. He didn't need to do much. He, he probably rested uh, most most of this game. Like he didn't play his usual thirty plus minutes. He played like twenty six minutes in this game. Um, just looking at some of the stats, uh, Justice uh, Winslow had uh, twenty points, uh, three rebounds, two assists, two blocks. Um, Brandon Clark, 16 points. De'Anthony Melton, 14 points. Um, and then 15 points from Desmond Bain as well. Um, yeah, this this uh, Memphis uh, team, I know we talked about them being in the hunt. Uh, do you think they're still in the hunt, or do you think this was just playing the Houston Rockets? Um, it could be a little bit of both. Like, I know, like, at this point, like, I was expecting the – Houston Rockets to kind of dig deep and like find something and try to win. But uh, Memphis just said, no, that's not happening. And they managed to pull off a blowout. So I think there's a possibility that they're still trying to, I guess, make some noise in the playoffs. Yeah, it's going to be tough though. Um, uh, And I, I guess just for Houston, I assume they're just going to be heading into a full on rebuild at this point. Most likely because they brought in John Wall and Oladipo. I mean, Oladipo didn't play this game and he's had some injury issues, so you can't can't really blame him. But uh, there is a possibility that they, I guess they might end up having to rebuild. Yeah, and then um, like just from what I heard, uh, Oladipo turned down a two-year deal today. So that's not a good sign for that team as well. Uh, that coming off the loss, I guess, from, from Sunday, you just turned down a two-year deal. That's not what you want from one of your star players, not wanting to stay around. Uh, we, we saw what happened today in the football world. You know, J.J. Watt leaving Houston, signing in Arizona. Uh, so Houston really has had, um, uh, I don't, they haven't really been great with their star players it seems like uh, they just haven't been happy being in Houston. I don't know, maybe the culture, whether it's in the city, whether it's among their sports teams, something needs to change there. Um, It's really tough to say, in my opinion, but I think, yeah, they are going to be heading into a full-on rebuild. Yeah, I agree. Um, And then just moving on to the next game, um, the Lakers really came to play. They beat up on Golden State, 117 to 91. Um, just looking at some of the players from the Lakers, LeBron James, 19 points, six rebounds, four assists, two steals, two blocks, full stat line there. Um, and then just some solid games. Markeith Morris, 13 points, eight rebounds, four assists. Alex Caruso, 13 points, four rebounds, four assists. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, 12 points, th- uh, three rebounds, six assists. And Kyle Kuzma, 12 points, 11 rebounds. So just just some solid games uh, from from Lakers players. And uh, what can you take out of this game for the Lakers? 
Uh, it looks like they're ready for the playoffs. I mean, they don't have Anthony Davis. Um, if they don't have him for the playoffs, I don't know how far they'll get. But it, I guess it's encouraging seeing them winning without him. Yeah, I guess at the very least, they'll uh, they'll be able to, I guess, try to hold on and try something. It it doesn't look like if Anthony Davis is gone, then they're gonna have like no hope. Like LeBron's still on that team. They still have a pretty, a decent team overall. So they might not, I guess, like win a ring without AD this year, but I still think they'd be able to go far. And then just looking at Golden State, um, it, it really looks like they were able to, uh, Steph Curry was very contained in this game by the Lakers defense. He only put up 16 points, uh, seven assists, four rebounds. Uh, Eric Pascal had 18 points uh, for the Warriors, four rebounds, one assist. Um, Kelly Oubre adding 14 points, five rebounds, one assist. Uh, just not a lot of scoring from Golden State in this game. Uh, is that concerning uh, in terms of their playoff push, or do you still think this is a playoff team? Um, maybe a little bit. Uh, I guess because they're, I wouldn't say they're undersized this year, but their posit at center, their position isn't. Their players at the center position aren't as strong as they they could be, and they are missing some. Uh, key players. Uh, Clay Thompson isn't uh, around this season. So I guess Curry has had to had take more of a load, but hopefully they'll be able to make the playoffs regardless. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think both of those teams should be playoff teams, but I guess we'll just have to see moving forward. Um, and then uh, just moving on to the next game, uh, this game was pretty much a formality. Uh, the Phoenix Suns beating the Minnesota Timberwolves by a score of 118-99. Uh, it seems like the better team won in this game. Uh, just looking at some of the stats from Phoenix, Devin Booker, 43 points, five rebounds, five assists. Really solid game from him. Uh, DeAndre Ayton adding 22 points, 10 rebounds, one assist. Uh, Dario Saric, 13 points, three rebounds. And uh, Chris Paul, 11 points, six rebounds, 15 assists. So, uh, it really seems like this Phoenix team is rounding out into form come uh, mid-season. Yeah, for sure. That 15 assists is uh, that's really surprising. You don't. Well, I mean, it's Chris Paul. That. It's Chris Paul. Like, let's just be real. He's been doing it for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, and then just looking at the Timberwolves, you have Anthony Edwards, 24 points, five rebounds, one assist. Carl Anthony Towns, 21 points, 10 rebounds, one assist. Uh, Jake Lehman, 11 points, four rebounds, four assists. And then other than that, no one else hit double-digit points. So um, I know we talked about last week, Minnesota going through um, just rebuild after rebuild. Um, I guess it just looks like they'll be in the running for the first overall pick at this point. That's what it looks like. Um, I guess they still need to work on their on their depth they do have some good players anthony edwards um he's looking like he's looking really good this year um carl anthony towns he's good every year but it looks like they're still really far away from being able to make a playoff push yeah i think we can both agree on that um uh, there was a game that was postponed from sunday the raptors at the bulls which will be made up on a later date, but one last game um, for the Sunday slate. 
We have the Charlotte Hornets beating the Sacramento Kings by one point, 127 to 126. They erase an eight-point deficit in the final 53 seconds to win. Wow, that, that's a big-time choke from the Kings. It was in Sacramento as well, so that, that must have been tough. Um, just looking at the Hornets, P.J. Washington, 42 points, nine rebounds, two assists. Uh, LaMelo Ball, 24 points, four rebounds, 12 assists. Malik Monk, 21 points, five rebounds, four assists. I'll be talking about him. Uh, later in the pickups, um, Miles Bridges, 13 points, nine rebounds, four assists. This whole team was solid. Uh, they, they played really well, uh, even without uh, Devontae Graham, Gordon Hayward, and Cody Zeller. So they, they were missing a significant number of players. The Charlotte team's really uh, looking so much better this season. Um, and if they keep playing this way, uh, do you think they could be a playoff team? That's what it looks like. I mean... They beat the Sacramento Kings with 53 seconds left under eight points. And not a lot of teams can do that. Yeah, that takes a lot of mental toughness uh, from the team. And just, I guess, a lack thereof from the Kings. So I'm just looking at some of their statistics. Uh, Buddy Heald, 30 points, uh, two rebounds, seven assists. Uh, Harrison Barnes, 28.6 rebounds, six assists. Marvin Bagley, 24 points, 10 rebounds, one assist. De'Aaron Fox, 20 points, one rebound, 14 assists. And uh, Rayshon Holmes, 13 points, eight rebounds, one assist. Um, I mean, their scores really came out to play. It looks like that they they really didn't have a lot of players playing in this game. It's a total of three, six, eight players only that played in this game. So uh, they really relied on their top players. Uh I think Harrison Barnes and De'Aaron Fox played over 40 minutes in this game, and a lot of the others were pretty close to it. So the, the guys must have just been tired out in the, the final minute there. That's probably the biggest factor, only having eight players. Um, I guess even though it's the regular season, depth is still pretty important, especially with the amount of load uh, these guys were carrying. I think all of almost all the players had over 30 minutes, which is a lot especially for the modern NBA. I feel like it's too much. I feel like like it's still just the regular season. You don't need to tire out your starters like that, you know? Well, I guess they kind of feel feel like um, maybe they they feel the need to kind of, I guess, put their starters in. I don't know. Yeah, that, that could be a possibility. Um, moving on to Monday's games that have been completed. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks being the Orlando Magic, 130-124. to 124. Um, Just some of the stats from this game. Uh, Luka Doncic, uh, 33 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists. Just one assist short of that triple-double. Jalen Brunson, 24 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists. I'll be talking about him in the fantasy pickups as well. Kristaps uh, Porzingis, uh, 17 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists. A pretty solid game from him as well. Um. And then on to the Orlando Magic, Nikola Vucevic just being dominant as he normally is. 29 points, 15 rebounds, 8 assists. Evan Fournier, 26 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists. Uh, Michael Carter-Williams, 18 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. And Terrence Ross has been playing well as well. 18 points, 4 rebounds, 1 assist. Um, uh, just looking at these two teams, uh, what do you think about Dallas? They're really trying to make a push at the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, they were in the playoffs um, last year, so 
it's only natural that they try to make the push for the playoffs again. It is going to be tough for them to get in there. The Grizzlies are playing well. The Warriors, the Nuggets, they, they've all been uh, playing pretty well. Um, we will get to the Nuggets in, in this uh, recap uh, for Monday. But, um, yeah, just uh, I guess just looking at it, uh, the, the Mavericks have been playing really well. And it's been pretty much the opposite for the Orlando Magic. I think that we can pretty much just say that their season is most likely over. Unfortunately, that looks like it's going to be the case. Um, they have 22 losses on their schedule, so it looks like it's going to be too late to catch up at this point. Yeah, they just they started out well, but it's just really gotten away from them recently. Uh, speaking of a team that it's gotten away from recently, the Indiana Pacers have really been on a slump. They now drop to a record of 15 and 18 on the year. They they had a four game uh lead uh in terms of being over 500 and they've just been slumping um they lost to the 76ers uh on monday 130 uh, to 114 uh, the 76ers pretty much had their way in this game uh, in terms of offense you had uh shake milton 26 points four rebounds four assists joel Embiid four 24 points, 13 rebounds, five assists. Ben Simmons, 18 points, six rebounds, two assists. Um, and yeah, this uh, in this game, it was just like all 76ers. Like they were just scoring at a, at a crazy pace in this game. Um, and the Pacers just couldn't keep up. Um, I know uh, Malcolm Brogdon at 20 points, four rebounds, four assists. Edmund Sumner had uh, 18 points, uh, three rebounds. Uh, DeMantis Sabonis, 15 points, nine rebounds, seven assists. And Justin Holiday, 12 points, two rebounds, two assists. But other than that, they didn't really generate as much offense as maybe we could have hoped. Uh, is this Pacers team really in danger of missing the playoffs? It's their fourth straight loss. I hope not. Uh, but it looks like it's a possibility considering that they're ninth right now. And the Hornets took their spot, which is really surprising because the Pacers were way higher than this before. Yeah, they were above teams like the Raptors and the Knicks. Um, we, we just looked at this last week and they, they were pretty, pretty high up and it, it just it's really fallen apart uh, for the Pacers. Um, and then just looking on the other side, um, Philadelphia is just... Uh, they're looking so good. I mean, we can talk about Brooklyn being the contender in the East all we want, but we can't be sleeping on Philadelphia. No, not not this year. Um, it looks like they've they finally clicked and they found out their, I guess, like their winning formula or something. I guess they realized their true potential. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, you know, getting Doc Rivers in there as head coach this summer, I think that might have had a big part. Uh, to the way this team's playing. Uh, he has a good reputation as a coach, um, and he just seems to have really been the right coach for this team. I feel like Doc Rivers has been, he's taken a little bit of, well, more than a little bit of criticism over the years for his coaching style, but it looks like, um, at least with this team, he was the right coach. And um, I know we uh, just briefly touched on the Nuggets. Uh, we'll get to them now. Um, they they beat the Chicago Bulls one eighteen to one twelve Monday night. Um, uh, Nikola Jokic putting up monster stats: thirty nine points, fourteen rebounds, nine assists, one steal, two blocks. 
I mean, this guy's really in the MVP running at this point. Uh, Jamal Murray, 24 points, two rebounds, three assists. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., 17 points, 15 rebounds, one assist. And Will Barton, 14 points, six rebounds, two assists. I mean, this team doesn't want to miss the playoffs. And I think they made it pretty clear in this game. What do you think about that? Yeah, I agree. I think that um, they're trying to prove that they're one of the teams that you shouldn't overlook. Just because they're from a small market doesn't mean they're uh, they're not a good playoff team. That's what it looks like they're trying to prove. And that really dashed uh, the hopes of the Chicago Bulls that are really trying to make ground there in the East. Um, as usual, Zach Levine, good game, 23 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists. Kobe White, 20 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists. Um, Patrick Williams, uh, 13 points, uh, 4 rebounds. And uh, Denzel Valentine, uh, 13 points, uh, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. Uh, so, I, I mean, some players did have solid games on this team, but it like Jokic just dominated this game. Um, the Nuggets made it pretty clear that they wanted to win out uh, at the end of this game. And... Um, I guess that that the Nuggets are just, they're not giving up that playoff spot easily, that's for sure. No, I don't think they're going to just sit down and give anybody their playoff spot. Um, And just looking at the next game, this is very surprising. Uh, The Utah Jazz taking a loss in this game. Um, The New Orleans Pelicans beat them 129 to 124. Um, Zion Williamson, big game from him. Um, just looking at the statistics, 26 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists for him. Brandon Ingram, 26 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists. Lonzo Ball, 23.7 rebounds, 8 assists. And J.J. Redick, 17 points, 2 rebounds. So this team seemed to play really well. Um, and I guess just going to the, the stats from Utah, I mean, they played very well. Uh, Bojan Bogdanovic, uh, 31 points, 7 rebounds, 1 assist. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, 20 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. Donovan Mitchell, 21 points, 4 rebounds, 8 assists. And Rudy Gobert, 22 points, 9 rebounds, 1 assist, 5 blocks. So, I mean, they really played well. It's just, it just didn't go their way tonight, clearly. Yeah, it looks like every player gave everything they had, but I guess the New Orleans Pelicans just had more tonight. And I mean, they were the home team. So a lot of times when there's a game that's sort of uh, 50-50 back and forth, usually uh, just a team being at home. I know they're not all stadiums have crowds at this point, but the ones that do, I guess it can really give them uh, that that little bit of a boost near the end of the game. Um, and then, yeah, just, just looking at these teams, uh, I don't know, can the Pelicans make a run? Is it too late at 15 and 19? 15 and 19. Um, I think uh, one of the teams over them would have to go on a slump in order for them to kind of make it. As good as uh, they're playing right now, I would say that it might just be too late, um, especially because it's the West. Yeah, the West clearly has teams missing the playoffs that have winning records. So it, it just seems like one of the tough... Uh, parts about the Western Conference. Uh, speaking of the Western Conference, the San Antonio Spurs did take a loss uh, in this game. Um, 
it, it's, it, I mean, it went to overtime. The Spurs tried to keep it close, but it just got away from them in the overtime. Uh, Brooklyn gets their first win in San Antonio since 2002. So a big win for them. Um, just looking at some of the stats for Brooklyn, James Harden, 30 points, 14 rebounds, 15 assists for the triple-double. Nicholas Claxton, 17 points, three rebounds, one assist. Bruce Brown, 23 points, three rebounds, one assist. And Kyrie Irving, 27 points, six rebounds, seven assists. So some solid games from those players. And then just going over to the Spurs, their uh, team MVP, DeMar DeRozan, 22 points, six rebounds, 11 assists. Solid game for him. Um Lonnie Walker, 19 points, four rebounds, four assists. DeJounte Murray, 19 points, six rebounds, eight assists. Patty Mills, 14 points, five assists. And Jakob Pearl, 14 points, 12 rebounds, two assists, one steal, and one block. And um, I, I guess maybe uh, just give your opinion at where these two teams are at, just in their respective conferences. Uh, well, the Brooklyn Nets... Uh... I guess, like we said before, they are still contenders in the East. And I think the only team that I think can really compete with them would probably be the 76ers. Um, as for the Spurs, I'd still say they're a playoff team, but I guess just how far they can go is going to be a little bit hard to say because especially against... Um, the I guess the top four teams in the West they're gonna have a similar uh, offensive production as the Nets maybe not as much especially because the Nets are so I guess top heavy but I guess when you face uh, a team that's like the Utah Jazz or like the Clippers or the Suns or the Lakers you're gonna you're gonna have um, a lot of nights where they just run away with it, and you kind of have to find a way to bring it back. So it's gonna be hard to say, I guess, going forward in the playoffs if they'll be able to kind of catch up. Yeah, um, just looking at some of the stats here, um, Lamarcus Aldridge only played 15 minutes in this game, and he only had uh, a two points. So. Uh, clearly, he's not at 100%. Uh, they really need him to be there if they're going to make any sort of run uh, in the playoffs. Uh, also, Derek White was out of this game. He's a big part of this team when he is in the lineup. So they, uh, I mean, they took Brooklyn to overtime with a banged up team. So, I mean, as a Spurs fan, I'll take it. But um, definitely, they need to get healthy uh, going into the playoffs. Yeah, hopefully, they'll be able to play with a fully healthy team. I think that'll give them the uh, best possible advantage. And one more final game from Monday. Uh, we have the Cleveland Cavaliers beating the Houston Rockets. The Rockets losing their 12th straight game. We just talked about their 11th straight. Now they've lost their 12th straight. Colin Sexton, big game for him. 39 points, three rebounds, eight assists, two steals. Amazing game for him. Darius Garland, 14 points, three rebounds, seven assists. And C.D. Osmond, 11 points, 5 rebounds, 1 assist. Big games for them. And then just over on the Houston side, um, John Wall really exploded in this game and tried to put this team on his back. 32 points, 3 rebounds, 5 assists for him. So a big game. Victor Oladipo also played very well. 20 points, 3 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 steals, 1 block. So solid from him. But then other than that, no one else was in double-digit points. 
Uh, we talked about Houston. We know this team is rebuilding. Cleveland, it seems like they're coming out of their slump. I mean, do they have a chance at getting back to a playoff spot or is it just too far for them at 14 and 21? Uh, I would say at 14 and 21, it's kind of a similar story to the Magic. I think that's a bit too far. I mean, possibly if uh, one of the teams at seven or eight go go on a slump, then maybe they can catch up, but they would have to go on like a crazy streak for that to happen. Yeah, I think so. I think it, it might just be a little too far out of their reach. And um, just looking at one more game that's going on as we speak uh, in the third quarter, the trailblazers are up on the Charlotte Hornets. So uh, that's just a game to keep an eye out for. Um, we won't be recapping it as the game hasn't concluded, but the trailblazers are ahead in the third quarter. Um, let's move on to our pickups. Um, Nate, I'll start uh, with a couple of your pickups, then I'll jump to a couple and then you can finish off yours and then I'll finish off mine. So who are, a couple guys uh, for fantasy basketball pickups that, that you might have. So my first pickup is Avika Zubak again. Um, he did uh, come off a bad loss to Milwaukee, but I still believe that he is um, uh, worth picking up on in fantasy. He's still rank 81. Um, he's averaging 8.1 points, 6.7 rebounds and 1.1 assists. Um, especially uh, with the schedule that he has. I think other than Boston, I'm not really expecting another uh, really bad bad game from him again. Um, especially in rebounds, he should be able to uh, get you a lot of those. Uh, apart from the Milwaukee game, he's had only, I guess, one game under five rebounds. So I think he should still have a lot of value in that. And he still has some value, some upside in, uh, I guess, points as well. And for my second pick, I have uh, Tristan Thompson. Uh, he's another player that gets you a, a lot of rebounds, and he also has some upside in scoring. He's had a few games uh, with double-digit scoring, um, and he's had, I guess, multiple multiple games with uh really high rebounds i think he's had double digits in rebounds five times so in the last month that's really good so if you have a if you're in a deep league he may not be on the waiver wire but if you're on a in a shallow shallower league uh, and you see him on the waiver i think you should pick him up so those are two of my guys all right, that sounds good. I'm um, going to a couple of my picks. I have a couple guys uh, from the Dallas Mavericks again. Uh, they've been playing really well. I'll start with Josh Richardson. Uh, he's only 48% of leagues. I'm still surprised he's under 50% owned. He's been playing very well. Um, I'd say in his last five games, he's averaged uh, around 15 points. He's averaged around uh, five rebounds, um, two assists. Um, I mean, he'll, he'll get steals here and there, blocks here and there. He's been perfect on the free throw in those last five games. So really solid. If you need uh, a solid free throw um, percentage, you can always pick him up. Uh, he's shooting close to 0.500 as well. So shooting is not too bad. So, um, and it seems like his minutes, he's well over 30 minutes a game. 
So, I mean, you, you, you really have nothing to worry about when you own Richardson. So he's definitely a must pick up. Um, and then also uh, Jalen Brunson. Um, I, don't, I have no idea why he's only 25% owned in Yahoo leagues. Like, I mean, it, in uh, Monday's game, he dropped 24 points, six rebounds, three assists, one steal. I mean, I've been talking about him last two weeks. Uh, I, know, I know some people uh, don't like him on the free throw. He's still um, like, what, 75% on his free throw. He's still pretty solid in his last few games. So, I mean, it's nothing to worry about. And it's his field goals like around 0.600. So solid uh, overall stats. And uh, I mean, he's averaging like three, three pointers a game barely turning the ball over this is a guy that needs to be owned um in standard 12 team leagues for sure i, I have no idea why he's only um 25 owned um and then yeah I'll, I'll get it back to you for some more picks yeah i guess just some more on brunson he's been solid all season and he's been on he was like under 20 percent owned for like such a long time and he's like now just at 25 percent owned I guess, like, in my opinion, he should be not just a deep league pick, but even some shallow leagues, you should be able to, I guess, pick him up, especially if you have, like, a point guard who's injured right now. He's like, I mean, that if he's kind putting of up stats like that, like, why not, right? Yeah, exactly. And I guess some more, I guess, deep league pickups. I uh, have Dorian Finney Smith again. Uh, he is. Still averaging 8.5 points, 5 rebounds, 1.3 assists. Uh, he still gets uh, heavy minutes for the Dallas Mavericks, so you don't have to worry about him uh, being benched for too long. And he has, uh, I guess, good value in multiple categories. Um, for his rebounds, he gets over 5 uh, rebounds a game most of the time especially for the past month and his scoring it's been a little bit inconsistent but it still has some upside and for his assists he gets at least one assist especially for the past month and he can get some steals for you as well so for deep leagues he's a player that i think you should have on your team and i guess my fourth pickup is patrick williams um, he's averaging 10 points, 4.9 rebounds, 1.2 assists. He also gets heavy minutes for the Chicago Bulls. Um, he's got a good upside for uh, points. He normally gets double digits. Uh, he gets a decent amount of rebounds. He gets a decent amount of assists. He gets a decent amount of steals. He gets at least one block almost every game. So, especially in deep the deep leagues, he has a good value, and even at the at the line, he shoots a a decent percentage. Um, he's had some games where he's gotten a uh, hundred. I think he's only had one game under five hundred on free throws, and he's had two games that are five hundred on free throws. So, pretty decent at the line. So, if you need a small forward or a power forward in a deep league you should consider picking him up and i guess for my fifth pick i have isaiah roby um he's averaging 8.6 points 5.3 rebounds 1.8 assists he's another player that gets you a lot of uh rebounds but 
He also has some uh, value in assists and steals as well. I think in his game against Denver, he had 15 points, nine rebounds, seven assists, two steals. So a lot of potential upside with this player, especially if you're in a deep league. So those are five of my players. All right. Sounds good. Those seem like some pretty good pickups. Um, I'll just get to some of mine. I have uh, here Derek Jones Jr. Um, uh, from the uh, Portland Trailblazers, and uh, he's just been playing really solid as of late. Um, 41% roster in Yahoo leagues. He's been added 11% in the last week, so uh, people are really adding him up. Um, I mean, in his last two games, uh, heading into Monday night, he averaged around 15 points, uh, six rebounds, uh, one assist, and averaging two and a half blocks. So that's that's really good stats. Um, the, in those two games, he was also perfect from the line um, sh- uh, shooting percentage around 0.700. So just seems like a really solid player. He, he's been pretty much one of the top added players in Yahoo League. So I definitely think that he's someone that you can add up. Um, also looking at the Charlotte Hornets for Malik Monk. Uh, he's been playing really solid as of late. He's a, in his last four games heading into Monday night. Yeah, he a, he averaged around twenty five points per game. He was over twenty in all of those games. Uh, his free throws have been very good. Um, his shooting percentage has been close to point five hundred. Um, I mean, he's getting rebounds. He's getting assists. Um, he just seems like a solid player. Um, I mean, he's uh, just around forty percent rostered. He's been added. 17% in the last week. So people are jumping on this guy. You definitely need to jump on him as well. And then just looking at one more, uh, Sadiq Bay from the Detroit Pistons um, on, on a bad Detroit team. Uh, it, I'd say in his last, like, what, five, six games? I, I'd say that his last, like, stretch uh, of six or seven games, he's been perfect on the free throw. Um, his shooting percentage is around 500 um, he's averaging around 15 points, around five rebounds, or around maybe two assists. Uh, he's had about two or three steals per game usually. Um, and, I mean, he's just been solid overall. He's 45% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. I mean, he does play on a bad Pistons team, but he's definitely relied a lot on to, you know, uh, be one of the main players for this team. He's getting over 30 minutes a night. A guy that getting that many minutes, he needs to be added. He needs to be rostered. He needs to be started. So um, Sadiq Bey uh, would be my last pickup um, for this week. And I, I guess just moving on from pickups, uh, let's just go talk about uh, some of the all-star replacements. I know Anthony Davis uh, was replaced in the Western Conference by um, Devin Booker. And um, in the Eastern Conference, uh, Kevin Durant, uh, he also had an injury. So he was replaced by DeMantis Sabonis. Um, I just want to get your reaction. Well, I'll ask you about the East and then I'll talk about the West. Um, uh, Your reaction to Sabonis replacing Kevin Durant and whether there was someone else that you would have used to replace KD instead of Sabonis or whether you agree to that replacement. Um, I would say that it, is pretty good but i guess in terms of i guess a player who is kind of and kind kind of in the same position as as the bonus kind of like a forward or a center i would say someone like uh bam out of bio he's getting 19 points and nine rebounds 
So he's definitely a player that they could have looked at. Uh, even a player like uh, Jimmy Butler or Russell Westbrook. I know they're, they're guards, so I guess they didn't want to put another uh, guard as a, as a replacement, especially for someone like KD. But uh, Westbrook, he's almost averaging a triple-double again. And Jimmy is basically a walking bucket again. 20.7 rebounds, 7 assists. So both of them are pretty close to averaging a triple-double, especially Westbrook again. So I think those three players you probably could have replaced KD with. Possibly Tobias Harris because um, he plays kind of a similar position, small forward, possibly power forward if, if need be. But um, yeah, I'd say like Sabonis is a good replacement, but there's definitely a lot of players in the East that they're, I guess they were kind of overlooked, but uh, yeah, it is kind of uh, tough, especially for looking at an all-star list. Yeah, for sure. And um, I'm not sure whether Kevin Durant will still be there to pick his team or whether another guy like maybe Yanis might pick the team because he seems like the most logical guy to do so. Uh, from the East, and they also announced that Jason Tatum will be one of the starters uh, in in the place of Kevin Durant. So he goes from the reserves to the starters, and Sabonis enters the reserves as a replacement. And then just going to the West, um, I mentioned Devin Booker last week. It was good that he was selected to replace Anthony Davis. Um, I mean, they did select a guard there, so I think maybe they could have selected a guard in the East if they wanted to as well. Um, if I thought that that was the right pick, yeah, I did. Would I have wanted DeMar DeRozan as a Spurs fan? Yeah, I would have. He would have been the next logical choice, in my opinion. I know Mike Conley was advocating for himself. I know there were a few other guys advocating there in the West. Um, but yeah, I think that uh, Devin Booker was the right choice. And if there's another injury, I think DeMar DeRozan should be the next man up there in the Western Conference. Yeah, I agree with that. And even like players like Porzingis, Christian Wood, CJ McCollum, Carl Anthony Towns, there was like so many players that you could have you could have made like a solid argument for All Star this year, especially uh, considering like I guess Rudy Gobert is top ten in in rebounds, but he's only like fourteen points per game. I believe that. Um, for example, Clint Capella, he is in the East, but he was he had like a similar stat line and didn't make it. So again, it was, I guess it was really tough for the All-Star this year, but there was a lot of players that you could have argued that should have been on the, the All-Star list this year. Yeah, I think I can agree with that. Um, I guess just using Clint Capella as a reference point, let's get to the Atlanta Hawks and their whole coaching uh, fiasco that happened. Um, it, it seems like uh, as of today, uh, they've released uh, their coach, Lloyd Pierce, uh, following a disappointing start to the season. Um, I believe that their assistant coach, Nate McMillan, was the innate, was named the intern head coach of the team. So similar situation with what we talked about for Montreal on the NHL podcast. Uh, they just... Uh, sort of had the assistant coach become the interim coach. Um, 
I mean, Atlanta's hosting an all-star game this year and they don't have any players in that all-star game. Their team really hasn't been playing well. I don't know. Do you think that this coaching change could sort of spark something? I mean, it really hasn't looked like it um, for this team. What do you think? I really hope so, especially considering the superstar of Atlanta, Trey Young, isn't even in the all-star list this year. He's another player that you could have argued deserved to be an all-star this year, but he just wasn't for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully the... I guess the assistant coach who is going to be the head coach as of right now, um, hopefully he'll be able to turn things around, but I guess it's like similar to the Montreal situation. You, you might have to do some readjusting to the assistant coach being a head coach, but because he's been on staff for so long, they should be kind of familiar with what he, how, how he likes to coach hopefully. So Hopefully he'll be able to turn things around, but we'll have to see. I mean, this summer, the we were all talking about the Hawks, you know, making the playoffs, adding guys like Bogdan Bogdanovich, Danilo Gallinari, Rajon Rondo, Chris Dunn, and then having guys like Trey Young, Clint Capella, John Collins. I know DeAndre Hunter's been out with a, a knee injury, so that's been really key as to, you know, maybe why they haven't played as well. But, but I guess just this team just really hasn't taken that next step. They haven't really... Uh, become that threat in the East. And it really looks like that they might actually miss the playoffs this year. What do you think about that? It's It'll be really unfortunate if they do, especially because at the beginning of the season, it looks like they were ready to uh, make the jump to become a playoff team. But I'm not really too sure what's been, been happening, but they've just been on a slump lately and hopefully they can turn things around. Yeah, they're really going to need to turn things around. Let's get to the just overall standings outlook here. Um, Atlanta is sitting at the 11th seed as we speak in the East with a 14 and 20 record, uh, really not looking solid um, as of late. They are three and seven in their last 10, so I can understand uh, the move there. Um, just looking at the the top of the East, you got the 76ers, the Brooklyn Nets, the Milwaukee Bucks. Then you have the New York Knicks at fourth spot. I know we talked about them. Um, how high do you think this Knicks team can go? It really looks like that they might actually be a playoff team. That's what it looks like. Um, I mean, again, outside of the the top, I don't think they'd go past four, but I think real uh, where they are now, that's still really impressive, especially considering where they were last season and the year before and just for like the past few years this is a really good improvement for them and then just looking at uh, the three teams under them all with a 17 and 17 record you have the miami heat in fifth the boston celtics in sixth the toronto raptors in seventh and then charlotte um, as we speak has a 16 and 17 record Um, they were losing tonight so that could become uh, 16 and 18 but they still will be the the eighth seed and then you got the Pacers and the Bulls just outside three games under 500 and then I think outside of that from the Hawks down I think maybe that's where uh, the line cuts off I think maybe either the Pacers or the Bulls could get in but maybe the rest might not get in I don't know what's your opinion on that I kind of agree with that unfortunately um, for the Hawks there's like I guess kind of like a sports miracle could happen where 
someone just goes on a losing streak for some reason and they just happen to go on a winning streak and they make the playoffs that way. But I think outside of that, well, maybe the Wizards as well because they're, um, they only have 19 losses as of right now. So I think outside of those two teams, I don't really see anybody else having, I guess, a playoff chance. Yeah, I think that's a lot different from the West where there seems to be a lot of teams really in the hunt. Um, I guess just looking at it, uh, Utah firmly in first place. They should stay there. Um, then you got the Lakers in second, Clippers in third, the Suns at fourth, and then the Spurs are hanging on to fifth here. Got Portland here in sixth. They look like they're winning, so maybe they might move up as of Monday. And um, then you got Denver here at seventh, Golden State at eighth. You got Dallas knocking on the door at ninth, Memphis with a 500 record at 10th. And then from 11th down, you got the Pelicans who, who might have a chance, but after them from OKC and down, I don't think anyone else has a chance. I don't know what you think about that. Even for the Pelicans, it looks like it's going to be tough because the, I guess the next worst team, the Grizzlies is a 500 team which is kind of crazy to think about a 500 team is one of the worst teams in the West this year. But yeah, it's outside of the Pelicans. I don't think anybody really has a chance to make it. And even for the Grizzlies, it's going to be really tough. I think even for the Mavericks, it's going to be tough the way, I mean, Denver's been playing good. I know Golden State just recently dropped one, but before that they had been playing well as well. Um, yeah, Golden State winning six out of their last 10. So they, they haven't been too bad. So it is going to be tough for a team like Dallas to get in. But, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, I know uh, Luca definitely thinks he can uh, play better. So according to him, we haven't seen his best play yet. So I guess we'll see how they go going forward. Yeah, speaking of Luca, I heard a rookie card of his sold today for $4 million. That's insane. That is insane. Yeah. How do you a, sell a superstar? <laughs> yeah, well, it, his rookie card sold for $4 million. Crazy. Um, Imagine if he then, got it signed yeah, too. <laughs> I, it, I don't know. It, it probably was signed. I'm not 100% sure. Don't quote me on that, but uh, it, it could have been signed actually. So. I, that usually when it's signed, that drives the price up. So it is possible. Yeah. Um, and then just uh, one other news item. Um, I believe it's, I, I just saw this uh, today. Uh, let me see if I can find it here. Yeah. A buddy healed is the fastest in NBA history to a thousand made three pointers. Uh, I just want to get your um, opinion on that. Uh, he eclipsed uh, Steph Curry's marker. Um, let me see what the, the marker was. Um, so he sank his 1,003 pointer um, in his 350th career game. Curry did it in 369 games. So what's your opinion on that? That's really impressive considering Steph Curry is considered the best shooter of all time. And he managed to eclipse that. Uh, yeah, really impressive. Even last his game against Charlotte, he had eight threes. So he's been having a really good season. I think that contributed so to that. That that definitely yeah. contributed to it for sure. <laughs> eight threes and like I think every other game he's had 
at least two or three threes. Against Brooklyn, he had six threes. Against Philly, he had six threes. So he's really taken a step up this season. Yeah, for sure. Um, And then just taking a look back at the game in progress, Portland against Charlotte. Portland is still leading, and it now is in the fourth quarter. So that's just an update. Um, And then let's go to the preview for uh, Tuesday's games. Uh, We have the Memphis Grizzlies against the Washington Wizards. Grizzlies are 15 and 15. The Wizards are 13 and 19. Um, just taking a look at the the spread here. Um, it looks like um, as we speak, it's only a one point spread. The Grizzlies are favored in this game. Uh, do you see the Grizzlies taking this game or do you see Washington having a chance at winning here? I think I'd still say the Grizzlies kind of have a chance. Um, I think the Grizzlies are deeper overall, so I'm expecting the Grizzlies to be able to take it. I think it could actually go either way, in my opinion, just because the Grizzlies came off an easy game against the Rockets, and, you know, they might relax a little bit. And, I mean, that tough game that the the Wizards just came off, I I mean, I know they they did come up short um, against, I believe it was Boston, uh, if I'm not mistaken, but... Yeah, they it was a tough game for them, so they they might come hungry for a win. So I really think that that game could go either way. Yeah, I could see that. And then just moving on to the next game, um, the LA Clippers and the Boston Celtics. Um, Boston really needs this win. The game is in Boston. Uh, who do you see winning this game? Uh it's gonna be tough to say. I think it's another. A uh, game that can kind of go either way, but I guess I would say Boston because it's at home. Okay, um, I actually like the Clippers here. I see them bouncing back from that game that they just had against Milwaukee. They didn't play as well. I actually see them bouncing back. I know Boston's been struggling as of late, so that could contribute to it. But yeah, like you said, this game should be pretty close. I think I can agree with that. Yeah, for sure. And then just looking at the next game, Atlanta Hawks will be the first game with their interim coach. They'll be facing the Miami Heat. Uh, Miami's just been on a hot streak as of late. Um, I don't know. Who do you like in this game? I kind of like the Heat over the Hawks. Um, with the new coach, uh, well, it's gonna we're going to have to see how they adjust, but I'm not really expecting kind of I wouldn't say like a, like they're I'm not really expecting their their a game mainly because they need to kind of readjust a little bit but the and as well the um heat are a deeper team overall just in general so I think the heat can kind of take it over the Hawks yeah I think I like the heat taking this game but when the spread does come out, I think I like the Hawks to cover whatever that spread might be just because they have a, a a new coach. They might play a little bit better. I think I could definitely see that happening. Um, and then just moving on to the next game, uh, we got the Spurs against the Knicks. Of course, you know I'm going to take the Spurs, but I, I just want to know what you think about who, who you like in this game. Um. Honestly, I think there's a possibility of the Knicks being able to take it. Um, Julius Randle, he's been playing really solid this season. Um, 
I think they're going to need LaMarcus Aldridge to bring his A game if they're going to beat the Knicks. Yeah, and I, I just like the way the Spurs are playing. If LaMarcus Aldridge does get more minutes in this game, I think the Spurs can definitely pull it out. Yeah, that's a possibility as well. And then just looking at another big game, we got the Denver Nuggets against the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, these two teams, um, they seem to have been finding their groove as of late. Who do you like here? Oh, I think it's going to be a close game, but yeah, it could go either way. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I do like Milwaukee here. Uh, they are favored by six and a half points. Uh, that seems like kind of a lot, but Milwaukee can cover. I've seen them cover in the past. Um, but I think if you're going to take the spread, I think Denver can keep it close. They can keep it under six and a half points. So uh, definitely uh, look at Denver to cover in this game, but I still do like Milwaukee winning this game. They are a, a team that's... Uh really good overall i think they're second in the league in points per game if i'm not mistaken so i guess maybe that's why they think it's gonna uh, be a difference of six points but the the nuggets should be able to keep up for the most part i don't think it'll be six points maybe like three to five but yeah yeah i was thinking around somewhere there as well um and then uh, uh one more game um on the slate for tuesday night uh, the LA Lakers are home uh, taking on the Phoenix Suns. This is another big game. Um, just looking at the spread here, the Lakers uh, are favored by two points. Um, I don't know. I like the Suns taking this game regardless of the spread. I think if you want to hammer them, maybe take them on the money line to get better odds. I think they can win this game outright. What do you think? It's possible. The Lakers aren't 100% healthy right now. And they, I guess they're still one of the best teams in the league, but they look beatable at the moment. So if now's, I mean, that now's the time to kind of try to take a win from them. Yeah. I mean, like I just see Phoenix winning this game. I, I don't really see why the Lakers are favored in this game. Maybe because they're home. I could see that. Um, I mean, a two-point spread is a one-score game either way, so they are expecting it to be close. But yeah, like I said, I do see uh, Phoenix taking this game. Yeah. Like, if AD was in, then I would say, like, the Lakers, especially because the Suns aren't the deepest in terms of the center position. So I guess if they can get maybe Montrez Harrell to kind of put in some work, then... Maybe that's why they think it'll be a close win, but the Suns can definitely take it. Um, I mean, do you not see Aiton playing center, or do you see him playing forward, or what do you see there? Sorry? Um, DeAndre Aiton. Um, DeAndre Aiton. Um, what, do you, what do you think about him in terms of uh, the Suns just being able to uh, hold? I actually think that they might be better in the paint with Anthony Davis not being there. Uh, guys like Sarek, guys like um, Aiton. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Actually, I think you might be be right on right on that because they do have Sarek and DeAndre Aiton. So yeah, without AD, it looks like they do have an advantage. But there's all, unless LeBron decides to be a center. 
Well, I mean, that's the thing about LeBron is uh, he, I, I know he's been trying to carry this team, but he hasn't been able to do it points wise. I mean, in the last game, I know they won, but he only dropped 19 points. Uh, he needs to sort of return to that form that he had where he could just drop 40 points if he wanted to. I feel like LeBron's not in that that form right now. He needs. I know he can get there again, but he just really needs to get there. I think if they're going to win this game, he needs to have like 30-plus points if they're going to win. Yeah, he's going to have to take, I guess, more of a scoring load. All right, and I think that's pretty much it for the preview. Uh, thanks again, Nate, for your time uh, on this podcast. No problem. And that's the end of this episode of Big Time Basketball uh, from the Fantasy Fanatics podcast. Uh, we'll be coming out with a fan- Fanatics football episode on uh, Wednesday or Thursday, as well as an Everything NHL episode on Friday or Saturday. So we'll take a look for that, and we'll be returning with some Big Time Basketball next week. Uh, Thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll see you on the next episode.